Y'all, welcome back to Kentucky Fried Wargaming, where two guys who aren't qualified to talk about anything decide to talk about a game with hard math and chance. I'm Joe. And I'm John. John even showered for this. I did. First time in years, even. <laughs> Good lord. Are you sure you play corn? You should play Nurgle with your unwashed ass. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of the hallmark of the faction, John. I lo- Yeah, I mean... Okay, slight tangent, but I really enjoy that all the four of the Chaos Gods have a different, like, key key mark. Like, Slanesh, don't get too obsessed with any one thing or else it will consume everything about your being. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zinch, t- careful making plans because if you make too complex of plans, you will end up just kind of screwing yourself over. Corn, um, don't lose yourself in anger or else you will just be, be nothing but fury and screaming. Nurgle, wash your ass. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I, I, you wouldn't think that's a lesson that has to really be stated, but I no, no, have no, no. been, been to GenCon, okay? I, <laughs> I went to GenCon. I was in the trenches. Okay, those aisles are narrow, you're packed in tight, and it's not so bad on Friday, okay? It's, it's all right. And Saturday, you're starting to feel a little funk. You can smell it in the people around you who obviously got hung over and stumbled into this con 20 minutes after waking up. Uh, but Sunday. Oh, Christ, Sunday. I'm just imagining that movie was at 1914, but it's a running through trenches. It's running through con halls. <laughs> oh, yeah. no! <laughs> yeah. uh, it would be just as intense. I'm sure there's absolutely no difference between the two. And it's 1917. I think it's 1917, John. Oh, whatever. There's, You're the it's history a buff. Shh. <laughs> I don't shit. <laughs> I understand concepts, all right? I'm bad with numbers. Got that atta Got 80 of them HDs. It's fine. <laughs> John, as I'm preparing to deal with this for another hour of recording, uh, <laughs> we thought it might be a good time to talk about uh, preparing for 10th edition. Uh, because let's be honest, it's kind of on everybody's mind, right? Like, we all know 10th yeah. is coming now. It's it's coming. Like, they're releasing a 9th edition ba- data slate, like, balanced data slate. No one's going to use it. Like, I think a lot of people are just, besides, like, very competitive players, are just not going to play 9th edition until 10th edition's out. It's, like, a couple months away. <laughs> and I think that means that now, because most people are like, eh, I don't want to really, like, play 40k right now. It's going to go away. Uh... Now everyone's instead turning to, what do I do to prep for 10th? Uh, right. At least that's where our brains are at. Uh, looking online, it seems to be what a lot of people are talking about. Uh, and I think that's worth discussing. Uh, because there is... I, I feel like there are some things that are good pieces of advice if you've never been through a big edition change before, especially for a reset. Uh, things that you could do to help yourself. Uh, and also some stuff you really shouldn't do. Uh, for your own sanity and wallet. Uh, so we're going to get into all of those. But first, hobby time and games played. All right, John. Uh, what you been up to? Uh, well, 
Dark Angels, mostly. <laughs> Dark Angels? Well, who could have seen yeah. that coming? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we've got six Blade Guard, a couple of character units. Uh, five Terminators done, five Terminators in parts that I'm going to finish. And then Deathwing Knights are after that. Yeah, that's the Uta Hedda. Them's uh-huh. 80 Hedda's. Uh-huh. And then we go do Raven Wing after that. See, uh, I did mess up and print like 15 Marines at like the wrong scale. So that's going to turn into a terrain piece. Oops. Uh, that would be something be cool. Uh, I mean, if there was any uh, faction that would print, that would make statues of themselves, it's the Dark Angels. Yeah. I mean, Custodes also do it. You're mm-hmm. Degenerate. Uh, that's not going to come back <laughs> later in the show at all. Don't worry. And then I, I painted some more Slaves of Darkness. Uh, played a game of Slaves of Darkness versus Goblins. Ooh, how'd that go? And uh, not well for the Goblins. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> so we got turn one done. Uh, so in our Escalation League, we're using a smaller board size. And at 1,000 points, it's just too deadly. Uh, we have to bring the, the board size up because it is... First turn charges determining the entire game. It's just not a place you want to be. No, it's in like, don't get me wrong. A thousand points, you have more to work with than at uh, seven fifty. But even at a thousand, you just don't you don't have the points to chaff out really well, um, to like blunt those turn one charges or anything. Yeah, and like, all it takes is just one guy rolling slightly above average to just ruin the whole match or a double turn. At just the right turn time. Like in a higher point value with a bigger board, double turns not a problem. But at lower points and a smaller board, it's just impossible to deal with. Yeah, it's rough, certainly. Yeah. Um, and so raising the board size plus points are going to go up again at 1250. It'll just be, it'll be a good time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to, like obviously we're recording now, but I think I'm going to propose that to everybody uh, once we're done with this because man, it does feel a little different. Uh, but at least you got to play a game. That's cool. Yeah. What have you been doing, our golden special boy? Uh, I have been working on a Gorgon to eat your tin cans. Uh, no. Seven <laughs> Eleven is closed now. John, no, no. <laughs> Thank this you. Denny's is open 24-7, okay? Hot and Denny's ready. is just Waffle House people who don't know how to fight, all right? That Up is here true. In the... <laughs> Although, I, it's odd. When I lived in Ohio, I did know where, Den- uh, like, two Denny's were. Now, I have not seen a Denny's when I've, since I've moved back to Kentucky. Not one. Uh, there's a reason for that, all right? <laughs> it is only Waffle House. I love that for me. But, yeah. I don't know why we're not getting Waffle House right now. <laughs> I'm mad we're not recording this in a Waffle House. Yeah, That's what I'm mad That'd be about. great. Yeah, I've been working on that, uh, the Gorgon. Because, like, the thing I was running into with my 750-point games is it isn't necessary. like, the small bird size certainly hurts me because I'm, like, a tricky movement army. So, like, it may take some of my tricks away, but that's fine. But I was finding that sometimes I did not have the punch to get through, even if I got the ambush off. Yeah. You know, even if I so- did the thing, I got behind you, I flanked you, I got some debuffs off, I just could not get the business done. So I'm going to bring in a Gorgon to really just try to murder some stuff. Uh, And I... Well, you 3D printed that, so uh, I got that together over the past few weeks, got it primed, got it zenithaled, and it is fully painted and ready to go now. 
Yeah, they paint up really quick, especially that specific sculpt. Ah, it's just, it is surprising how fast it goes. Like, especially if you're used to painting something that's like, oh, I'm going to spend like 30, 30 hours on this like monster. And you're like, oh, this was done in three. Yeah, uh, I the first night I painted it, I didn't have like a full like two hour painting window like I might like. I'm like, oh, you know, I can get an hour in. I'll sneak an hour in a painting before bed. And uh, I did my hour and then blinked. And holy shit, it was over halfway done. <laughs> yeah. Uh, especially with the scheme I'm using. I'm doing a lot of contrasts over a zenithal through an airbrush and stuff. And uh, then just like streaking grime on top of that. And it was blisteringly quick. Which is cool. It gave me more time to base it and get it ready. It's almost all skin. So like... <laughs> it is. Yeah. Just figure out your skin. Yeah, it wasn't bad at all. So now I am already good to go for this next step up. Um, and I think for me, the thing is I'm losing my freaking mind because of my 3D printer issue though. Yeah, yeah, you are having a lot of <sighs> problems. Back and forth, we have been discussing this for what, like three weeks of how to like diagnose this problem. It's been a, at it's least just, a week and a half, two weeks, yeah. Is it, it is, it got to be something very tiny we're just not thinking of. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so like my prints, right? Like when, normally when you go to print something and I have a failure, it is what I would call like a catastrophic failure. Uh, so I will put stuff on a build plate and then just when you get done, either nothing prints, you, you know, there's zero on the build plate for people who don't 3D print. Uh, or the thing on the build print is just mangled. It looks nothing like you were trying to print. It's obvious it like fell apart or something went wrong. Terribly, terribly so. And you can't tell what you were trying to print. In those instances, I've had those happen a lot. And I've become really good at diagnosing those uh, of what's going on. But this time, my stuff is printing. Uh, and it even looks right. It just looks squished. And a little squeeze, twisted, like squeeze, slide. <laughs> uh, it's just a little off. It's like uh, I, I get my 3D prints, but they're in like a Tim Burton movie. So uh, I'm not sure what to do with John. I see you giggling at my buddies. You can't hide it from each. <laughs> uh, but I'm not sure what the hell to do with that. I have tried uh, retightening the the FEP bed. I have tried replacing the FEP altogether. Uh, I have tried re-leveling. I've tried retightening the bolts on the actual plate. Uh, I haven't changed any settings. I've tried more supports. I've tried different prints. I've tried tightening the um, screw, like the descending screw. I don't know what screw you refer to, John. There's so many screws. The one you had to replace. The, like, the prongs up through the bed? No, like the, where it goes, <laughs> <laughs> You know, the wee-o-wee-o. <laughs> yeah, the specific engineering term for 3D printer, the wee-o-wee-o spot. Uh, yeah. I believe that's called a cantilever, and no, I have not, but I'm going to try it after this, because uh, my wife is delightful and was trying to Google with me, and she just kept reading off sort of... Uh, like ideas, done it, done it, done it, done it, done it, done it. And the cantilever, which I believe is the appropriate translation for uh, is that thing that I haven't touched, so I haven't tried it. But I'm gonna, because I'm grasping at straws. 
But it all feels like snug, though. So I don't know. I'm just going to lose my mind a little. It's totally fine. It's fine. It's springtime lose mind season. Let's go. Uh, but I would really like to print some custodies to test a new paint scheme on. But alas, I am cursed. Which makes it a little difficult because really what I'd like to be doing is prepping for Ted. Seth, play music. John, that was called a transition. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> John, 10th edition, right? Yeah. This ice. Yeah. We're going to hit this iceberg. Okay. The Didn't think we'd ever get here. But we are. Well, I knew we yeah. would get here. I mean, yeah, sure. But it feels like, like we got here awful fast. Like, if I'm back being totally in 5th edition, 10th edition felt like forever away. <laughs> Yeah. Ever away. I feel like ninth, I just the Panini insured I missed out on two years of ninth. Yeah, like Panini ruined ninth. Like that I think that's something we should just get out of the way starting out. Is ninth edition didn't feel like a full edition. In a lot of ways it wasn't, because we didn't get to experience the full three years and everything got squished into one time and Squeeze. it wasn't good. Yeah, much like Joe's prints regularly now uh, <laughs> there. <laughs> the edition got squished, and that meant all of the rules got kind of loaded into one spot. Yeah. And that became overwhelming for a lot of people. On top of that, I, it feels like ninth edition was poorly implemented, which is not entirely JW's fault. It is like just a natural part of that business scheme in that situation. Mm-hmm. But 10th edition is looking like a divergence from that where we got a full edition and we can all be excited about the release in the same spot and play together in person in the same spot in a way that we haven't really gotten to do in like six years. Yeah, right off the bat. Like that, yeah. really, really exciting for me. Um, you know, I can't blame them for like ninth being two years shorter, but it's regardless of me like intellectually knowing why that is, it still feels odd. So I think yeah. I'm ready to just rip the Band-Aid and be into new edition. But the hard part of that is that prepping for a new edition is kind of a difficult task because you like, you have all of the amp in the world to want to go. Like the, the hobby tank runneth over when a new edition's on the way. You got new rules that are coming out. You got little snippets and previews about what your armies are going to do. And that's and exciting. everyone gets it. Everyone's getting it. It's not just like my special boys. Everyone is. And we get to share and that excitement and kind of pump each other up. Yeah. So like you really, now more than ever, you want a hobby. But what the hell do you hobby on? Because you don't know what's coming. Uh, that's really the difficulty of it. And where I think the discussion is helpful. Because um, normally, like let's say, John, you were going to build an army, right? You're probably going to grab your codex. You're going to open up your book, and you're going to be like, oh, what looks fun, or decent, or good, or like whatever, depending on what you're trying to get to. Uh, and then you build yourself a little list while you're on the toilet, because that's where you build lists. Yeah, and yeah, it's true. Then you would, you know, build toward that list. Well, right now, you you, you have no idea what the hell's going to be good next, it, yep. next edition. You don't know how the rules are even going to work for your faction. You don't know where everything's going to slot in terms of list building. You don't know what your stratagems around these things are going to be. You don't know their special abilities. Like, 
there's a lot of uncertainty at a time that you also have a lot of excitement. So, like, how do you parse those two things? And I think yeah, but... that's the focus of the conversation. Yeah, I think that largely the answer to that question is be patient, like, with yourself and also waiting for rules, like, if, or take risks, right? Like, mm-hmm. for me, I know, I have know nothing about what the Dark Angels rules are going to be, but I saw Lionel Johnson, and I like Lionel Johnson. And you got ADHDs, so. so. And so I'm going to print a bunch of Dark Angel stuff, and I'm going to have him be next to Lionel Johnson. I'm going to walk over to the GW store. I'm going to buy Lionel Johnson off the shelves. I'm going to build him. I'm going to put him on a table, surrounded by a bunch of Dark Angels dudes. Don't know how it's going to play, but like I know that there are units for Deathwing, because I don't have any of the army yet, mm-hmm. and I can print those. I know there are units of Ravenwing that I want because of flavor. I'm going to print those. And then I know that you need like basic dudes, so I'm going to get the basic dudes. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's... I don't know. I think a little bit of risk is inherent, but I think there are things you could do to like mitigate that risk. So. Like um, avoid tech pieces. Avoid tech pieces in, in the army if you're starting a new army. Yeah, so I think generally speaking for 10th, the first thing you want to do to like just to settle yourself and find something to like hobby towards is uh like the first thing I would recommend doing to prep for 10th, and it's a thing we are like in the process of doing right now, and we'll talk about it later on in the episode, but uh, to find some people who you want to play with when it drops, uh, whether that's like a local hobby shop or some of your buds or what have you, and uh, make a rough plan for what y'all want to do when 10th edition gets here. You know, get in a group chat, get in a Discord, uh, and, like, sort of start to get communication open now so that as new rules drop, you all can sort of learn and talk about it and have discussions and also make yourself a little game day or something so you have something to hobby towards. Uh, and figure out food beforehand. Hell yeah, figure I out always food say, beforehand. I always say this, like... You don't want to be in like a 1 p.m. on a Saturday game day. Someone's on turn three. Everyone else is done with their game. And we're like, what do we do for food? Well, I don't know. We didn't figure it out. Like the rest of everybody over there, like somebody could be going out and going to get the food. Someone could start a DoorDash. Someone could do something if they had like figured it out ahead of time. But if you were <laughs> sitting there waiting for a game to end so that y'all can get together and go to the like Fiesta Mariachis down the street, like you were going to lose so much time. Uh, and if your wife is like my wife, she's going to hate you for it. <laughs> I mean, this is a thing we consistently do, and she kicks our asses consistently about it. I I distinctly can hear his wife's voice in my head in my nightmares going, John, why the fuck did you think of this? <laughs> wow, my wife started smoking unfiltered menthols for 30 years there. <laughs> Your impression is not kind, but no, no I think she'll fine. be into I, it. It has the bog hag energy that she likes. Yeah, it's fine. You're, you're, me and your wife have an understanding, and that is she is irrehensibly mean to me, and I'm just okay with it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's whatever y'all agree on. Um, but yeah, like get you do your pre-planning early. I think it's really helpful. Um, and it gives you, like, a North Star to hobby towards that you know is coming. Uh, and I think that is very helpful as you're gearing up to do a whole bunch of hobby, regardless of whether that's for a new edition or not. It gives you a rough deadline, which, for me at least, 
very, very helpful. Uh, and then, like, John, in his excitement, zoomed past this point to get to the third point. Uh, but also, I would really recommend picking one army for 10th edition. If your goal is to try to learn it and get comfortable with it, pick one army. And plan on that becoming your 10th edition launch army. You know, of course, we most of us have multiple armies. You're going to play multiple armies throughout the edition. Of course. But for the start, I think it is really helpful to instead pick one force and go deep. Yeah, and, and make sure when you're picking that force, it's either A, something you've played before and you're very comfortable playing, um, or you've like, played regularly, or it is B, a simpler force that is that you have an interest in, right? Like mm. if you've never played a big brain 3D chess army, and you've never played a horde army, and you want to try Genes to the Cult, uh, probably not going to be for you. Might be a little painful. Probably a bad idea. Like, you will probably end up having a bad time because there are brand new rules you don't know how they work and a play style you've never interacted with. Like, if you're a person who's used to playing, like, maybe basic Space Marines and you want to branch out from the Ultramarines flavor into something new, maybe pick up something like Guard that is similar. You're just changing one thing. You're making a Horde army instead of Space Marines. Or like maybe Grey Knights because they're a little bit more elite mm -hmm. and still have that Space Marine flavor. Yeah. Like, pick something that you can make a Venn diagram with, not entirely separate from. Yeah, and I think picking an army that you're vaguely familiar with, it doesn't have to be like an army that you like play a whole lot right this second, but uh, having an army that you understand the rough concept and gist of helps a lot because your brain is going to be tied down with learning rules. Uh, especially if you've played previous editions. It is hard to pick up new rule editions when you have old ones sitting in the memory. <laughs> they sort of start to blend and you have to spend a lot of mental energy pulling them apart and sort of filing them separate little brain categories. Um... And when your brain is tied up like that, you don't want to add more load to it necessarily than you have to. Um, so yeah, I think pick something that's like interesting to you and that you kind of understand or maybe you're very comfortable with at least. Uh, and then jump on into the edition with that force and just play the crap out of it. Because you're not going to know what's good. No one's going to know what's good. Uh, and then you can really go deep on it. And I think that's fun. Um, and in the meantime, if you're doing that, that gives you time to build and paint the army. I mean, or you could do what John does and 3D print the entire thing in one evening. Not one. Okay, I'm sorry. One and a half. Yes. Yeah, you know, you could hobby while you're running up to the new edition. Yeah. And, like, if you don't want to start a new faction and you just want to stick with one of the ones you already have, that's also perfectly fine. In that case... If you already have a core of a faction and you already have like all the bits and bobs that you would normally have, maybe now is when you get those pieces that you're like, I have no idea if it's going to be good or not, but I want to work on it because I like it. Yeah, because who knows? Maybe your pet, maybe like your favorite little pet piece is going to be good, the new edition. Uh, the Katan, the big Kytan, old. Kaitan, yeah. Yeah, the Kaitan, the big old stompy robot. Right yeah, now, I've that's. I've had it since like seventh edition. Yeah, right now it's kind of iffy. Who knows what it's going to be in 10th? Yeah. Who knows? If it was unpainted, why the hell not throw it on the table? Um, and give you a little thing to be excited about. Um, 
or if you're, you know, you're getting a new army, gives you time to build it, put it all together. And, you know, we got a couple of months. Now is a great time to do that once you have made the decision of, I am playing X army. Perfect. I think it's the best thing you could do for 10th. However, yeah. it's kind of tricky, though. Because, like, while those things are good, I think you have to be careful and avoid just, like, a couple of things. So... First, as John and I mentioned, really, really don't recommend picking an army that you know nothing about or doesn't, like, vibe with you um, because it will make your play experience so much more difficult once the rules are out. Yeah. And Especially don't pick an army because you think it's going to be good. Oh, Lord, You don't know no. what the rules are. Like, Oh, God, no. If playing an army... If your rules being very good determine your enjoyment for your army, you're going to want to wait till you see the rules. Just the, no amount of educated guess is going to be completely nail on the head. Yeah, because you have to understand, like, they're doing a hard reset to everything. And when they're doing a hard reset to everything, nothing is safe. That's true. Nothing. <laughs> Even custodians might just be trash. Yeah, who knows? I, mean, I can't yeah. say. Like... Maybe I heard they're taking Riptides out of the game entirely. I don't think they're going to do that one because they like money. But they might functionally take Riptides out of the game. (laughs) Even if not literally. It's just... It is hard to say. So if you are going to build your list of what you're buying or what you are building or printing or painting off of what is good right now, you are setting yourself up for disappointment. Uh, I really do not recommend it. Uh, instead, I think what you could do is build the basics for your force that is safe. So, for example, uh, uh, if you're playing Tau, because John just mentioned Riptides, building Fire Warriors, safe bet. They're the building basic suits. They're probably going to be okay. You know, if you want to build them as Breachers or, like, Fire Warriors, both are probably going to be okay, because they're the basic infantry. They're not going anywhere. You want to build yourself up a Commander? Sure. It's the... I mean, it's the commander. It's probably going to be okay. But maybe don't go out and buy six double fish with the intention of using all six in a game. Yeah, or piranhas. Maybe not. Maybe just, like, one. Yeah, maybe don't get that super fancy Forge World crisis suit that the Yavarna is going to be good. Yeah, the Yavarna. There we go. There's a lot of them, actually. There's way more than the Yavarna. It's a whole... There's someone, at, there's someone at Forge World who's just really into Gundam kids. <laughs> like, Good for them. I don't begrudge them. It's just, God, that's a lot of Forge Worlds. And I never see them show up decently. So, you know, pick your basics for your list. Uh, You know, your basic foot troops are probably going to be fairly safe. You know, your basic leaders are going to be fairly safe. Your basic psyker are probably going to be fairly safe in your list. And if you've got a transport that is sort of ubiquitous, sure, that's going to probably be safe. Uh, Beyond that, it's all for flavor picks. Just... Go where your yep. heart tells you, and Jesus take the wheel uh, when it comes to balance. Yeah, and don't try to like spam anything, right? Like that's a thing you see once editions are fully out, or like this is really good. I'm gonna bring three of it. You should probably get three of nothing, unless it's like a core troop. <laughs> yeah, you ought not do that, really. <laughs> yeah, that'd be it's bad, bad call. Yeah, it, it. I don't think it works out either way. Like if let's say you buy three of something, and it turns out. Terrible. Well, you just pissed money away, and no one wants to do that. Uh, or, let's say it's incredible. Like, you guessed, 
And you guessed that the Tau Piranha is going to be 10 out of 10. So you bought eight of them. And you're going to bring all of them because you really liked that vehicle at Halo. Uh, cool. If it's 10 out of 10, you're going to stomp everybody. And no one's going to want to play with your ass anyway. Like, just don't. And that, that brings into another thing of don't set your expectations for the beginning of the edition too high in terms of balance. Mm. Right? Like, yeah. The game itself might actually be a little bit more balanced than we realize. This system might have, not have nothing wrong with it, or it could be a garbage fire. We don't know. On top of that, when you go to play with people on the first night, first weekend, first week, first month, it is going to go poorly for some people. <laughs> Almost like, certainly. You, you are going to have a set <laughs> expectation of, like, this does this, this does this, this does this, in accordance to ninth. But that does not matter in the terms of eighth. I'm not to eighth, tenth. Like, Both would be it will. radically different. <laughs> yeah, like we'll look at termagants, right? Like termagants have a special rule we've seen on their data sheet that allows them to move when their opponents on their opponent's turn. Mm-hmm. It means they can move away. It means they can move forward. Like there's a lot that can be done with that. They can move onto an objective. That's tricky. Like turbo different. It's way different than what it used to be before, which was, I stand here, I die, I might kill one or two Space Marines. Mm-hmm. They play very different. So just keep that in mind when you're going into the game. That, like You're probably going to lose some games. You might win some games. You might really win some games. And you might really lose some games. And try to just enjoy it for a learning experience and not for a win or lose experience. Yeah, I think that is paramount to having a good time. Because uh, no one's going to know anything. No one's going to know what's good right off the rip. Some people will insist they do know. I would advise you yeah. to hold off on believing that for a little bit. Because uh, it's just going to take time to get the reps in and the games in to really start to understand that if you're a competitive person. If you're a casual, it, it doesn't really matter all that much for you. But uh, still, having an open mind, really helpful when you're coming into a new edition. If you don't, man, we have seen how that went back. We've seen that go poorly before. Um, yes. Yeah. Just having flashbacks to wars. We both fought it. Um, Multiple times. <laughs> and you just what don't want that. I start on? Fourth edition? This is about my, this is my sixth store. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just, you know what, especially if you take our advice for like bit number one and you're setting up a get together with your friends or a hobby store. You, you, you don't want everybody to be pissy shitty and having a bad time. Yeah, I mean, that's probably good advice for always, but especially right now. we're like It's going to feel like there's gotchas all the time. Because like you're going to go, oh, shit, I can do this thing I didn't know about. And I didn't read it on my data sheet. And your opponent's going to be like, well, I didn't know that you could do that. That would have changed everything I would have done. Uh, well, like, my, my bad, dude. We can try to change it if we can. Otherwise, we might just want to keep playing the game. Like, well, know better for next time. Like I, that's, I that's can't tell work. you. <laughs> I can't tell you what I do if I don't know what I do. Okay. Yeah. Like, yeah. It took what DMX. I ain't got it, so you can't get it. Like, <laughs> what do you want from me? I didn't think on our first camera episode I'd be quoting DMX, but here we I, are. I, I, you know, I had a strong, deep feeling. <laughs> Probably not what people expect for a five. Um, yeah, it's. Just be a little loosey-goosey. Don't come in too firm. I think that's really the last thing you don't want to do, is come in too confident or too firm, and you're going to be wrong, and then you're going to be just a terror 
They just don't. So, like, yeah. after all of that, what are we doing to prep? Um, so, like, John, what is the army you're going to focus on? I wonder if it's been alluded to earlier in the show. Dark Angel. <laughs> uh, Daddy Lionel Johnson calls my name. And uh, I have to play the old man swordsman in the game. God, he does look like Tywin Lannister. He does look like Tywin Lannister. Uh, and I'm glad I'm not Dark alone Angel. in that. We were watching the release together late, late, late at night. And when they showed the model, I went, that looks like Tywin Lannister. And I couldn't tell if I was just in a like a sleep-addled fugue state where I'm seeing shit. But thankfully, I woke up the next day and the memes ran over. So it's not just yeah, the, me. The memes runneth. The memes do uh, runneth over. The No, I, I came to Dark Angel not just because Lionel Johnson. Really like the Primark model. Very cool. It is. Uh, I also think that playing Marines is a safe bet early on. Yeah. And like... The two other factions I have to play are World Eaters, which are very melee only, which is terrible to start the edition with, mm-hmm. and Gene Seether Colt, which either I'm going huh. to flub up or my opponents are going to be like, that's a thing you did to me. Thanks, champ. I didn't know the counterplay to it. <laughs> yeah, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start with Archangels. I might dip into the other ones relatively soon after. But I also just like Space Knights. They're super fun. So mm-hmm. I'm going to bring Space Knights. And uh, they're pretty easy to work on. And I really enjoy that I get to paint three different color schemes and not just one. Yeah, you get the bone scheme, the dark scheme, and then the sort of greenish scheme. I think it ups your hobby variety. Because let's be honest, sometimes yeah. when you're painting a Space Marine army, it can be a little bit of a bog as you get onto the back end of painting like your 80th model with the exact same armor. Yes. And yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm... I'm just going to go with Dark Angels, and I'm going to build out the force pretty wide mm-hmm. and see where it takes me. Well, and it How about you? What faction like, are you doing? You got options, which is cool. Um, yes. For me, I have sort of looked at my factions, kind of like you did, and kind of thought myself through them. Like, uh, I started Tau in ninth, and I've really come to like Tau, and I think I'm pretty good at them. Um, but the thing is, when I... Thinking about playing Tau, while I'm excited because I just like them, I start to think about them in the sort of like in the perspective of learning a new edition, where like okay, uh, Tau, melee. I want to learn the new melee rules. I I won't have any of those. <laughs> you could kiss them goodbye. I just won't learn them if I play them. Bye. <laughs> uh, psychic, like the new psychic changes. I want to learn those. Oh well, I can just kiss that goodbye because I'm playing Tau. I can't touch that at all. So I guess I won't learn any of that. Uh, I guess I'll learn how to shoot pretty good, but I won't learn the fundamentals. So, uh, I'm going to put the tower aside for now, even though I really, really like them. And a, the idea of a streamlined tower where I don't have to like get all finicky with some of these weapon loadouts sounds just top notch. Excited about that concept. Uh, and that, uh, then leaves like Votan and Custodes. Well, I guess orcs also, but I do not have enough orc models to hit 2k. Um, Votan is interesting, and I'm so excited to play Votan. I think I will love them. But we know from some rumors that I tend to give a little bit of credence, because the guy ain't been wrong yet, that uh, Votan is getting a second wave. And it's going to happen fairly soon after 10th drops. So I don't want to like play Votan off the rip on 10th, 
learn their rules, get a codex, have to relearn all the rules. Like I'd rather just and also hold off. Their army pool, like their unit pool, is probably going to double. Yes, that'll completely change what you take and don't take. So you might have like end up having three of something that you're never going to use. Again. Yeah, there might be a whole lot more options. So I'm just going to hold off on Votan, even though I'm really, really hyped to play them. And they might end up my main faction for 10th. No joke. Uh, and that leaves Custodes, which I actually think will be a good army to learn from. Uh, they're an army that I've played uh, in 8th and 9th, so I understand their core fundamentals. Uh and what, they're an elite army, which makes them a little less forgiving, uh, but they're also fairly tanky, which should help me a little bit as I try to learn this edition and fumble through and make bad choices and all that stuff. Um, and I'll get to do some melee. I'll get to learn some anti-psychic stuff with the Sisters of Silence. Uh, I'll get to do some shooting. I get to see big robots. They got a, a number of weapon profiles. So hopefully I get to see, you know, anti-infantry and anti-armor and how those keywords work. Uh, there's some talk about like them having maybe some reactions coming into the game. I imagine Custodes will have cool reactions, so I can learn some of those. Uh, and I think it'd be nice. And it won't require a ton of models, which is cool. So yep. like, I just think altogether they're they're a good learner force for me. Depending on if I have to learn all, all new karate stances. Yeah, if you have to like become a black belt, like. The Lean Six Sigma kicking ass or whatever. <laughs> hey, yeah. Uh, I did it. Like, the karate... Okay, the karate felt a little weird. Uh, I would like it if they would streamline some of the karate stuff. But we'll see. We'll see. I'm only... feeling like you're going to have a streamlined karate, Joe. I, I'm really hoping. I would love a streamlined karate. Um, I... I don't know. The only downside is that... Y'all, I have painted Custodes before, okay? First time I painted Custodes, I was new to the hobby. Didn't look all that great, so I retried it. Repainted. It looked better than the first one. I still don't like the look, though. It looks a little flat. <laughs> so I might have to repaint these Custodes for the third goddamn time. At least it's only 16 models or something like that. I, yeah, but there's so much detail. It's detail a detail a detail. I'm gonna just politely gesture at my slaves of darkness and go, Yeah, uh, yeah, is it a lot of detail, Joe? It is a lot is of it? detail. It's rosettes and filigree and tidy tidy swivelly sort of like floral patterns all the way down. You can dry brush those, it'd be alright. You cannot, they are too delicate. Edge highlight only. I've tried. John, I have tried. I don't believe you. It's You're true. Lying. It's true. <laughs> I hate that it's true, John. Well, beyond repainting your entire Custodes army, like what are what are the other things we're doing? Like we're planning an event. That yeah, we're we are. We're doing it a bunch of dudes. Like that's the big one. Um, is that for us? Like we've alluded to it a couple times this episode, but like our big excitement is everybody being on the same rules, all at once, off the rip, digital, no money. And, like, even the concept that none of us will know what's good or not is really exciting for our playgroup. That just yep. sounds great. Uh, so we are going to get together with, like, eight of us and cram into my house for a weekend. As soon as we could find out when the rules drop to schedule it uh, and play all weekend. Just all weekend. And then 
directly after that weekend, we're probably going to be recording an episode. <laughs> Just that we, Monday after will be us recording. No sleep, full of knowledge, none of it processed, none of it in any form that's coherent. Uh, it's going to be great. Can't wait. Uh, I'm really looking forward to that weekend. I am. I think it's Maybe going to be done. a shit show in the best way. Yeah, like, that's the beautiful thing about the starts of New Editions, is they're always fucking shit fires. They are never, never are they, like, these well-planned, executed affairs, like, everything goes wrong, and it's enjoyable. Like, everything <laughs> goes up, like, upside down, and it's great. Uh, and especially, like, for us, it's our bud, uh, so it's even better. Because uh, if someone does something terrible, you can just sort of, ha ha, <laughs> It's, well, like, even beyond our event, right? Like, Reddit is going to be fresh to death. Facebook groups, on fire. Twitter, people are going to be screaming at each other. Lord, it's everybody's going to be so mad. This is like Warhammer election season, all right? Like, it's going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to see attack ads from your all party with Dark Money Pact funds. All funded by the custodies, actually. If anybody yes. funded dark money influence campaigns, it's the custodies and the Alpha Legion. Yeah. Yeah, um, 100%. Yeah. God. There is no lie there. I, did, I pondered it in terms of, like, our get-together. Like, everything being up in the air. I'm like, yeah, that's fun. But everybody is going to be mad in the groups. That's been very good. God. It's so good. They're mad there's now. Be, yeah, there's so many dudes already who are out there like, I can't believe they updated the 10th edition. We couldn't have... There's no way I could have known about this six months ago. I'm going to set my entire army on fire. Yeah, it's a little little dramatic for my liking, but to each their own. And then I think the big one for John and I is, uh, in addition to all of that, we are planning podcast stuff. Yes. Uh, there is a lot of content on the way. Yeah. We have been asked by our dear friend Lucas if we would do faction breakdowns for every faction in the game. And I so badly wanted to say no, because I know how much work that is going to be. But I can't tell him no, John. You can't tell Lucas no. He is our precious, precious boy. <sighs> a little cinnamon roll. So, all right, I'm going to break down every faction of the game. It's a thing we're doing. Uh, maybe mm -hmm. some strategy guides on like how to get into 10th, what's out. Maybe some rule breakdowns. Um, maybe some stuff leading up to 10th, explaining like where the narrative's at. So we're going to be talking a whole lot about 40K for the next like six months. <laughs> for the next couple months, at least. Um, yeah, we want to try to, while the community sentiment is high and everybody's having a real good time, we want to try to jump in and help everyone keep the fun going for as long as is possible. Before we are all in Facebook comment sections, digitally throwing shit at each other uh, about how they worded a rule in a particular core set. Yeah. As you do. Because we just can't help ourselves, John. No, we cannot. And for y'all out there, like normally we do this every episode, but if you've got feedback, uh, now would be a great time to leave it. Because we are yeah. very open to suggestions. Uh, and settings tweaks or like things we could do to make this better or the format better or the editing. Uh, however you have a thoughts, we would like to hear them because we have no thoughts. Head empty. So yeah, head empty. We're both himbos. It's fine. No, no idea what I'm doing. Um, yeah. 
So rocks rolling around in them skulls. Yeah, it's like a when you shake me, it's like a maraca. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that was fun. That was a good one. Uh, so please send a bar away. Uh, it, the more we can get feedback, the better this will be for all of y'all. So you get what you want and deserve. Um, and we'll be over here writing in the meantime and losing my mind about a 3D printer. But until then, that's all of our opinions. Bonafide Kentucky Fried. We'll see you on the next one.